and welcome to the even worse idea of all time. My name's Jamie. My name is Oliver. And um, we've just watched Bad Mums 2 for the 11th time. Because we're watching it once a week for 52 weeks. God knows why, but we're doing it. Alistair is also not here. It's good because when Alistair tags us and things on Facebook, he removes our last name. So it looks like he's tagging Jamie Oliver, uh, the famous chef. And it feels good because it's just us, but, you know, it feels like he's got celebrity connection. <laughs> yeah, Alistair is, uh, as, as was the case last week also, uh, in the South Island of New, of New Zealand uh, on holiday with his family. Uh, we remain in the north. Yeah, he, he can't get to uh, decent internet. We thought he uh, might. We thought he might be able he to was, make it He today. was going to try um, and call in today, but uh, some, some timing Seems like he had miscommunication. an um, misconception of how time works. Uh, <laughs> not really sure he's working on that one, but he was grossly wrong as to as to how our schedule was going today. So um, as such, you will not hear his dulcet tones, unless, you know, supplementary feature. We might be able to interview him a bit, because he, um, you know, spoiler you know, he likes the movie. Uh, mm. he, he he thinks that it's good this week. Yeah, he messaged us saying that he <laughs> he enjoyed it, and I said, "Why is that?" And he said, "Just just an all around good movie," which I think is a sign that he's well and truly lost yeah, it. Yeah, having just watched that um, that same film that he's watched, mm, mm. I think there's potentially you know grounds for concern um, because <laughs> the film we watched didn't strike me as as the best I've ever no. seen. No, did, what what did you think this week, Oliver? Uh, Eleven watches in. How are you? How how are you faring? B- b- you know, oh, I'm doing all right now, but um, it's one of those watches that's bad in a way that's not even necessarily interesting. Like, sometimes you're just pulling your hair out. You know, we're at the I, end of our tether in the camping episode, but this mm. time it was just just nothing. This time it was just a bit dull. I, I, I don't actually think... I, I didn't particularly I didn't struggle with, it, with any part of this week. I was just like, oh, this is a bit boring. Let's go slap some wieners, bitch, washed over me. Pretty much the whole thing washed over me. But the thing is, we, it wasn't like we were... And a lot of the time we end up sort of just talking to each other over large amounts of the film. Obviously still consuming it. But uh, this week we didn't even really do that until kind of near the end. So I don't know. We're just sort of sitting there taking it in. Not really. I don't know. It hasn't got to the point yet where any of it is unbearable. You know? Not uh, this week, but sometimes it has been. Um, Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I've had points where I'm still not at the point where I'm dreading doing this, you know? Like I, I was re- listening to the original worst idea of all time quite early on. Guy was saying, you know, I, I dread the point. I, I dread thinking of, of watching this film and, you know, him watching it after, just after he's finished it, he has a, a moment of elation because he realises that's the longest time before he next has to watch it. I don't ever really feel like that. I'm always perfectly fine to come and do this. I'm not I don't always. enjoy the process of watching it, but I don't have any kind of... There's a bit of fear sometimes. In the time I was watching it alone, that's why I, I feel for our yeah, boy Alistair think, out in the field. <laughs> I think watching it alone would be a huge struggle. I haven't had to face oh, yeah. that at all. It was Whereas both of you guys End have. of my tether. Um, mm-hmm. You... you you know, early days, you might have to face that, and um, I will be praying for you. But um, yeah, th- this week was a, a workmanlike watch. Um, none of us were too disrespectful to each other. No. Um, none of us like being there. You know, it's, it's like a, you know, a job you might not much like. You, you just punch in, you do your hours, you, you get out, and yeah. you're like, this is fine, I'll go do something else, I guess. What I want to ask you, Oliver, is do you feel any sense of guilt in regards to the fact that 
this is this is something people have worked towards and made mm. uh, you know this is uh, it's not how I would hesitate to call it art but it is in some ways a piece of art that that, that a, a community people have come together to, to produce yeah. uh, you know we're, we're not we haven't made you know we haven't made a movie we haven't done that um, yet we're sitting here sort of tearing them down week after week um, you know is there an is there an element there in which you feel like well maybe you know what, what grounds do we have I, I'm you know is that this film I, 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 I would a, a, an attack of conscience is that what not, not necessarily because I, I, I think I don't know that I feel somewhat I, I think in a general sense I'm not too big on tearing down other people's work um, because you know I think no matter what it is someone has probably worked hard on it in some aspect I think with this film it's fairly blatantly a cash grab I don't think there's a huge amount of passion here from anyone I don't think anyone's striving to make a bad film and I think they obviously put some effort into to kind of write jokes and stuff but as you were saying earlier they shot it and started shooting it in April they May st- they started shooting it in May 2017 and it released in obviously. November 2017 yeah. so the production of this film took place over six months which is ludicrously short the actual filming less than a month but um, I, I don't feel that we've ever been too hard on the movie necessarily I think that'll be to come I think as, as the watches yeah, go on it'll be anger, we'll get more anger but I think it'll be it. misplaced I think you've got to lash out you know I think the thing is with this movie is that it's serving such a basic purpose it's not it's it's goal is just to, to bring in as much money as possible and to yeah, just be people, a general kind of crowd pleasing you know couple of laughs and there's a place for that um, but you know, obviously the place isn't watching that 52 times. It's and, a, and that's yeah. down to us. Again, it always comes back to the fact that we, you know, I feel any anger we, we do towards the, the movie, it all just comes back to the fact that we, you know, ha, ha, have decided to do this. It's right? in no way a film that uh, is ready to be held up to this level of scrutiny. Oh, look, but, yeah, but it is nice because sometimes I wonder, you know, do we, do we choose the right film with this project. I think we did. At this point I already feel like I couldn't imagine watching anything else. No. This feels like the exact right thing, like the universe has aligned this, and it's not a great film, but every week there is something new and it makes you think about every film you've ever watched. You know, sh- surely it would also have this impact. You're realising all these new things all the time, mm. and there's so much in there and you're not necessarily enjoying the exposure, but, you know, since we've put ourselves in this situation, mm. we might as well lap up all the new discoveries we, could, we can make. Um, and there is stuff in there for repeat watches. I, obviously, I don't think it was designed that way, but, we, you know, yeah. our, our perspectives on the, the characters are shifting. Kent uh, is a character <laughs> yeah. we have really... Kent is Kristen Bell's husband, and, yeah, we're, as you're saying, as the, as the watches go on, you kind of learn to appreciate uh, th- things that aren't, you know, immediately front and centre. Not that this character... He's not a background extra or anything. He's a, he's a, a full-fledged character, but he's... Kent is the man married to... Very much a side character. Uh, yeah, Kristen, Kristen Bell's character. Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell's husband. Um, he doesn't really have a role in the movie. Uh, he doesn't really serve much purpose to the story. He's in the he's, he's in the first movie, I assume, and he, he yeah. just sort of carries over because he, he has, to, he has well. to be there. I'm still married. He doesn't do. There's no real plot arc for him. Um, it's a real but shame. But what, he, what he's doing is good. You know, <laughs> he's he's giving a good energy. Uh, he, he, he doesn't really do anything as such. It's an interesting face. You know, mm. wh- whether it's being there in the background as someone strips at a Christmas dinner, or being sort of vaguely horrified by a mother watching his boner. I think what I like about Kent is that he's kind of he's one of the he's kind of the straight man of of this movie. He's like yeah. he's sort of the Jim. He, he, he did the officer's character, Jim. This, this wild world, yeah. 
And short of looking to camera, you know, gym style, uh, he, he, there is a certain vibe to that. It's like, whoa, because I'm most, surrounded by crazies. Most characters, even though Mila Kunis is a fairly normal woman, but even she is, like, well, she's obviously the main character, and she, she gets swept up in the kind of... There's a camel in her bloody house. Yeah. Oh, not camel. Sorry. IMDb page listed that as a goof. It is, it's got one hump, so it's a dromedary. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we're, pretty much every character has some kind of weird... I don't say kink because that sounds sexual, but some kind Go of for it. <laughs> some kind of kink to them. Then please say sexual though. If you no. say that word, <laughs> like Christine Bransky is obviously a, an overly controlling sexual woman. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Kristen Bell is a kind of very naive, uh, innocent kind of person. Um, you know, Catherine Hahn is this loose kind of rock and roll woman uh, her mother is uh, basically the same but older uh, and yet here, here Kent is this, this solitary man who um, oh, hold on a second I've actually got a call coming through here Alistair, Alistair has managed to, to get to, to cell phone reception and he's calling in now Alistair, how the hell are you? Hey guys, I'm pretty good um can I can I just tell my little story about getting here? Because it was a bit of a debacle. Absolutely, go for it. Where, oh, great. where are you? Yeah. So currently, I'm um, kind of deep in the South Island, up a, um, an unnamed gorge, uh, and sadly, we're kind of you know since we're stuck between hills and whatnot, there's uh, no cell phone coverage. So the only way to get cell phone coverage and um, reach my my good friend Jamie Oliver is to dash up this hill nearby which is I'm not very good at it. I don't know four or five hundred metres high I'd say right it's a fair climb yeah um, this is actually the second time I've been up the hill today because I came up the first time only to find that Oliver and Jamie had only just begun watching the film yeah well, I, I'm not sure how the communication got stuffed up there I, I did say I would be uh, <laughs> meeting up with Oliver at 3.30 so when you when you yeah, when you message to ask at that point no, 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 we had to meet up and then we had to go and get some food and then I was, we've, we've come to Alistair's flat today. Alistair isn't in the flat, but we've, um... No. We've come in through... You guys through, get in okay? Yeah, we came in through your back window. <laughs> oh, good the, the back door was oh, no, was locked, but we we jumped in through the back window. Pleased so. to say that your bed is entirely free of all poos. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. very rich. First thing I do, yeah, when I when I get in a new house, I look in the bed, I go, how many poos are in here? <laughs> I better not do any. Uh, so it's, it's all looking good there, Alistair. You'll have nice clean sheets. You're obsessed, boy, Oliver. <laughs> I've always said so. Um, Alistair, Alistair, what did you think of Bad Mums 2? I, I tell you what, a um, bit of context on my watch. I watched it on a very long, a six-hour car ride um, back from Christchurch where we're dropping off my little brother at university so that was you know a good time and then I watched Bad Moms 2 on the way back and um maybe it was I don't know just being able to escape from the uh the car drive um or maybe it was because I had a, I don't know a slight argument with my mother earlier but oh, no. the film actually really touched me on an emotional level this, this week and I really oh, enjoyed Jesus it Jesus Christ did it was you, a great time did you use that I to sort of fun. did you use that to patch up your relationship with your mother did the film make uh, you realise hey look uh, maybe we should get over these differences <laughs> oh look it certainly gave me a bit of perspective <laughs> I think well that's you know, that's thought, certainly good to hear yeah. but have you have you built the bridges yet oh I've 
Absolutely. I think we're all, you know, we shared a, a friendly gin and tonic. Oh, that's always that's good, isn't great. It? Um, I think we're back to being the best of friends again. Yeah, yeah. as far as his mother should be. Did oh, you, I'd love that sort of relationship. What my mum's dead. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so oh, no. Thanks for twisting the knife there, Alistair. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, Jesus, where do we go from there? Oh, laughter, eh? Uh, well, I mean, what, what do you want me to say after you've just we want Alistair brought up your mother's death? We want Alistair to expand upon... Um, Actually, no, what, what I want to ask is, we, so presumably you were sort of in, in the back seat in the car there. Who, your, your mum and dad were there. Was we you... were actually in the front seat. Oh, okay. Um, did, what, yeah, what did your family members yeah, yeah. think of you watching the movie? Uh, they're kind of faintly amused and... Um, I, I don't know. I think they, they, you know, they're a bit used to me doing slightly wacky projects. Were you, um, with you guys? So, were you watching it with headphones, or were you playing the audio for the whole? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely headphones. Okay, right. Okay. And I think that also helped because um, there were a few bits of audio that I kind of picked up. Right. Um, you're more, yeah, like, I'm more immersed. Something exciting and new for me. Um, in the scene where Pit Dynamite, whose name we do hear, but I've forgotten. It starts with an L, I think. Yeah, um, I don't know. L Shane. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Continue. Anyway, um, but when when she's doing her, you know, star scene where she says, oh my fucking God, there's actually music. There's like slight drums playing in the background. Right. That's, yeah, that's, so that's good. Good fun. I think they took <laughs> the drums from Phil Collins in the air tonight. <laughs> just to really yeah. underscore that moment. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> um, Alistair, why don't you kick us off? Well, actually, can I quickly ask? Are you under any sort of? I know we are, but are you under any sort of time pressure? Are you going to have to clock out fairly shortly, or? <laughs> No, 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 I should be able to be here for the duration. Okay, well, we, we will have to be going in about 10 minutes, actually. Yeah, we might wrap it up on the walk to the cinema. Um, That's fine. Um, yeah, I don't well, know then, what the audio what, sounds like with what you, anyway. What are you going to see, guys? Are we going to go see uh, Black Panther, or as you like to call it, Black Santa? In <laughs> a drunken haze, Alistair mistakenly called the film Black Santa. Twice. Uh, <laughs> but, Alistair, what, what I would like to get from you is your shining light this week. Well, I had... Many, actually. There were many bits of the film where I was like, hey, this could easily be a shining light on any other week. You have to choose one, um, buddy. Yeah, I, I, first, first one that comes to mind is... Um, uh, it's actually one of the, the moments that the big pyjama inserted into the film. Right. Um, when Sandy says, um, do you like my Kiki head pyjamas? And Kiki says, Sure. And just like a kind of yeah confused and exasperated voice, and uh, Kristen Bell's delivery really. I know. I do like that bit actually because the whole sort of the whole, the whole thing is that uh, Kristen Bell's mother Sandy is is very overbearing, and even even though they sort of have patched things up by that stage, I like the fact that she still she still recognizes that wearing pajamas with her daughter's face on them is still weird. Just because you know yeah. they're, they're they're at a better stage in the relationship, she's still you know doesn't mean she's just going to forgive that kind of stuff. So I like that good good shining light there, Alistair. Oliver. Thanks, Jamie. What, what, what were your guys shining lights? I'm eager to hear. Would you want me to go first, Oliver? My shining light was a very small bit. Um, and it was just after... It's sort of, sort of at the climax of, of 
Kiki and Sandy's relationship, uh, well, at the climax of their their conflict, I guess you would say, uh, when Sandy reveals that she's bought the house next door, and sort of after, just after she says, "I just bought the house next door," and it just cuts to Kent. We were just talking about Kent actually before you called in. Uh, You're a joy to work Kent, with. We love Kent because I was just saying that I really like Kent no, because he, he's sort of the straight man in, in all this, and he just he just Jamie, sort of sits there homophobe. and just. <laughs> Okay. Yikes. Watch it there, buddy. Uh, he just sort of, you know, in a really subtle way, just sort of mutters under his breath, Jesus. Yeah. Which is quite, which is quite a, a realistic reaction to that. A, a real yeah. sort of raw response to just, just hearing it's your mother-in-law. Yeah. I think in, in, um, in real contrast to the use of fucks in this film, yeah. um, which are quite badly used, as we pointed out, I believe, yeah. the, the use of um, saying, like, Jesus or Jesus Christ is actually quite well done. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's, a, there's a bit, and this was another contender for Shining Light, where um, Bruce threatens to uh, swap out Hank's heart medication. Says, Jesus Christ, Bruce. <laughs> or, yeah, and he kind of says it in, like, quite a genuinely hurt way, yeah, which is, like, taking it back. you know, good. Yeah, Oliver, would you like to tell us what your shining light was this week? The, the, the moment I, I enjoyed most, I've forgotten entirely, so I'm going to fall back on an, an early point. Okay. Um, Kiki, Kiki is dealing with her children. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Alistair, <laughs> mate, do you want to pipe the fuck down? There's a lot of um, wind coming through there. Ambient oh, noise. Sorry. Whoa. Is this better? No. That's all right. That's all right. Just, yeah. Sorry, Oliver, continue. Um... <laughs> I'll turn that down. Um, I'll monologue. Um, my <laughs> Kiki and her kids. Yeah. Um, so one of the kids, you know, they're decorating the tree, and one of the kids says, this decoration looks like doody. Yeah. Um, poo. I don't know where, you know, where that yeah. derives from, but Americans say it. They do. Um, they do. <laughs> that's true of them. Um, and she says, yes, it does, sweetie. Um, so I'm going to put it at the back of the tree. Yeah. And, you know, I've always understood that as meaning this is a poor decoration, so we're going to hide it from view. Mm-hmm. But also, what she's saying is since it looks like poos, it should go at the back, which is where poos go. Mm. It's a double-pronged joke. That is, and, and you know, realising that is that there's some decent scripting going into this late in the game, is, is uh, it, it cannot not be a shining light. What I um, what I would quickly like to do, Alistair, because we're just going to have to go in a couple of minutes. We might still record a bit. We've still got to do Sky Zone, obviously. But what I would, we'll do that. Yeah, what, we'll I, that what I would know. What I would actually quickly yeah. like to do while Alistair, Alistair is here is potentially get him to pitch the movie to us. <laughs> do we? We've only got a couple. of... Uh, don't know about the audio. <laughs> You've said it now. Yeah, we might. Oh, I don't know. I can. Do, I can do it if you want. Uh, I mean, I have said it. I suppose, but I guess we could also cut it down. I. I don't know. I mean, it's, mm, I just. Well, um, I, do, I do have one bit that I do want to talk to you guys about. Just okay, that. maybe just do that, and we'll do, we'll do a pitch another time. Yeah, it's kind of. Um, I might le- I might leave the kind of wider conspiracy that I think is being hinted at yeah. aside for one moment, and just focus in on one character. Just tease us. Now we've yeah. talked about how Hank is quite probably a robot. That's obviously um pr- pretty pretty blatantly kind of spelled out by the by the script I would say yeah, maybe but um another character who's a robot is Ty Swindell right and why do you think that is um there's kind of several pieces of evidence if you look for them um now 
Firstly, it should be established that he's not just any sort of robot. He is obviously a sex robot. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's what you said fucking Peter Gallagher was. You've lost your well, fucking Peter mind. Peter Gallagher is more of a general servant robot whose functions also include sex. <laughs> right, okay. Ty Swindell is a, a more specialist model built purely for fucking. All right, right. give us your evidence, you fucking okay, depraved man. Make it quick. Um, firstly, he <laughs> cannot feel pain. Um, yeah. We know this because, you know, there's a long scene where he gets waxed. Incidentally, that scene would be much funnier if he did show pain. Like, Ooh. if you can imagine between his, between his like, um, you know, heartfelt uh, monologue, he's just, like, screaming in agony every time she waxes. Look, anyway, fundamentally, that scene's um, flawed, but, yeah, carry, carry on. You, you go for it, mate. Yeah, no, but I just think they played it all wrong. Anyway, so he can't feel pain. He has... Um, some sort of internal GPS tracking system which allows him to home in on any human anywhere in the planet. Um, what? That's, as, oh, yeah. Because yeah, he yeah, finds yeah, Catherine Hart. That's actually good, yeah. yeah he, he just turns up at Amy's house who he's never met. That's convincing. know that he's Carl's friend. I just look for you. Nice. Yeah, with your robot senses. Nice. Um, there's, you know, his, his apparent... Um, willingness to fuck literally anything like I, as soon as as soon as Isis appears on the bar he begins basically fucking her then Carla shows up and he begins basically fucking her okay uh, and then yeah. later he turns up at the house and he does start having sex with Carla in front of her son just mother and you know friends and family just basically. very very briefly it's clear that this man has one thing on his mind. Yeah, okay. His, um, you know, his robotic mind. All right. There's also, you know, his, his proportions. He's into having a very large penis. Now, that could... Just, <laughs> okay. Realistically, if you were going to build a sex bot, you uh-huh. would build it with a huge... I would uh, no look flawless. I wouldn't even. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. Th- th- um, All right. We're, we're going to be off. We're, we're actually going to have to get on the road. Okay. So um, I was briefly considering <laughs> that he might be an angel as well, but robot theory is more probable. Oh, maybe oh, either is very likely. A bit later. Um, it's been been lovely to talk to you, Alistair. But unfortunately, we're going to have to get off. I'm pretty offended that now. you guys are leaving me so abruptly after I've run up this hill not once but twice. Well, look, we're, we're, we're operating on a, on a tight. Hey, time thanks, frame, mate. Yeah. Have a good rundown. See you later. <laughs> And that was the end of Alistair. Uh, we're going to quickly get set up to leave and we'll uh, we'll come back to you the Sky Zone uh, when we're on the road. Mm, yeah. Hello, we're, we're, we're back. We've just had to, you know, we're obviously, as, as we said, running on a fairly tight time frame trying to really get to a movie. Think uh, about Alistair's theory. I, I feel like... The big floor is that in the scene with the waxing, which we hate, there is it is ham at home that Tyson Wendell complains that all women want to do is uh, have a fun time with him and then leave. I say a fun time because we're in public and I don't want to say sex aloud. <laughs> yeah, I don't no, want to talk fair. about raw okay. fucking. Oh, yeah, um, okay. yeah, so I, I feel like he isn't into that. He wants to find a long-term sort of person. Yeah. But he's about more than just um, the physical. So, Alistair, you're off your bloody rocket, but we already knew that. Um, There's one final segment we need to get to. Um, oh, this will be good in public as well. <laughs> At the Sky Zone, <laughs> Catherine Hart is doing something. What's what she done? At Sky Zone. Sky Zone, public edition, roving reporter coming to you from the streets of Wellington, New hey, Zealand. Jamie! Yes. Every week, yes. we like to speculate because there's a bit in the movie where Carla says, I've been, I, I'm not allowed within 50 yards of a Sky Zone. Sky and Zone, of course, is a trampoline park. And we always wonder, we go, what's she done to justify this, this ban? Well, 
what I think Catherine has done is you might notice that uh, Catherine wears a lot of outrageous outfits throughout the film. Yeah. Uh, one of such which is a uh, a leopard print sort of dress. Now, what I uh, theorise is that it's Catherine been, was actually a big game hunter and that Sky Zone was once uh, populated by wild animals, many of which were big cats. <laughs> and Catherine was caught hunting, poaching, skinning these big cats just, just, just for clothing. Uh, and Sky Zone is, of course, they, they have their own um, system uh, and they do not allow the killing of their protected animals. This was a gross... Violation of their law, and of course, Catherine Harmless was kicked out. Resourceful from her. I, I don't feel like she's necessarily the type to make her own clothes, but of the three, she's the one. Yeah. Um, when I was there, it's the place to go because you don't, you're not really going to find sort of leopards roaming around Chicago, Illinois. Are you? She's she's got to go to Sky Zone because that's where she can find these animals. So and I feel like she'd be the sort of person who who feels like guns and, and weapons are. Against the way of the hunt. Oh no, she uses like spears and stuff like that. I imagine it was just you know tooth and claw. Oh, okay. She well. is, she, she, you know, I, I've got this very vivid image of her tearing into a mighty lion. Yeah. King of the yeah. jungle. King of the sky zone. <laughs> just with her teeth, yeah. um, right behind the neck, just killing it very abruptly. Yeah. Um. So not a lot of pain. She's researched it, <laughs> and the blood is just—it's just all over the place. <laughs> um, real mess. But you know, you do what you've got to do to make your well, that's the thing, you bizarre do what you, costume. You do what you've got to do, but that's not what you're allowed to do at Sky Zone. And uh, of course, legal action was taken. Catherine, no longer allowed within 50 yards. So, um, and, and obviously, it's, it's had a real devastating effect on Sky Zone, actually, because when we see the bad mums go there in the film, there's no wild animals to be seen. These, these protected species, they've been wiped out, and it's a, a really sad thing to see. Uh, and I think that's it's putting across an important message from the filmmakers there obviously you know desperately trying to communicate this this message of, of conservation uh, of protecting these beautiful species uh, you know Chris Martin once said we live in a beautiful world <laughs> <laughs> I don't panic <laughs>